Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. Carson Wood. Carson Wood, as always. Carson, you're just uh, commenting on some things about the pound for pound rankings. You wanna you wanna get into that real quick? <clears throat> get right into Figured it. Figured we'd we'd save right for the podcast, you know. Um, it's either that or talk about passengers or La La Land, you know. I don't want to talk about passengers. I'd definitely like to talk about La La Land, though. It was all right. Um, this this I don't understand how all these people dropped, and I'm trying to figure of like who fell. Like who was promoted up and who fell out of the rankings because from pound for pound, Dominic Cruz drops. That makes sense. So that's probably why Cormier goes up and Jose Aldo goes up. But then Tyron Woodley goes down. Michael Bisbee goes down. Max Holloway goes down. Yeah. So four people dropped and two people went because Cody wasn't on here at all. Okay. Uh, Luke Rockhold as well. It says a fifteen wasn't on here at all. But how does Max Holloway go down? Max Holloway went down two because Dominic Cruz dropped five, and in order to get him into eight, those people all had to move, and Amanda Nunes went above him. Hmm. So it's, it shows you how many they dropped. So Tyrone, so Dominic Cruz dropped five, which means Tyrone. So Amanda was, Nunes went ahead of Max Holloway, yes. and so did Cody Garbrandt. Yes, that's weird. That's yeah. why I hate the pound for pounds. It doesn't make any sense because it basically is just saying, hey, if you have a belt, you're within the top 10 pound for pound. But how does Jose Aldo go up then? Just because of Dominic Cruz falling? I don't I don't understand why Jose, Jose Aldo is number four. If you've lost in your division within the last like two years, I don't think you should be on the top 10. I mean, I know Stipe, Stipe hasn't lost. It depends on your performance I mean, a little bit. But. but I mean, Junior Dos Santos beat Stipe, but he's not on this list. It's weird. It, it doesn't. This this list, once again, this list doesn't make any sense, and the pound-for-pound pound one's ridiculous. I think a lot of the, the, the other ones, um, one of the biggest controversies, and I haven't looked into it, and I don't know if you've heard much about it, but apparently they reorganized the, the MMA journalists that are supposed to vote on the pound-for-pound pound list and the, and the rankings, and all of the journalists that we follow on Twitter are like, why did you get a bunch of no-names? Were we not on it? No, we're on it. I thought so. Yep. Bunch of no names. We actually get three votes. One for you, one for me, and, and one the for puppy. Sean, who's never here, because he's a lawyer and they're worried about leaving him out. <laughs> I mean, he leaves himself out usually, but they, they didn't want to get sued, you know? We're going to have, you probably will hear puppy noises still, but it's going to be a much more yappity one. He usually he, actually stays pretty mellow. He's asleep. But he, he's a lot more rambunctious than your dog. Your dog's always... I don't know. My dog gets pretty rambunctious. We take him to the cast all the time. No, it's because we, we cast after eight, so we fall asleep. Does he still have the, the cone on? He does technically, but we don't make him sleep in it unless we're gone. Mm. So as long as we can watch him. He had a lot of issues. My poor dog got a uh, an edema, which means he had just a, a sagging part of his belly because he wasn't getting enough exercise. Mm. And we thought he was walking too much, and it looked like he had a little cow udder, and his little puppy penis got gigantic because mm. it was swollen. And so he didn't want to jump up on stuff or do much of anything. And then we took him to the doctor, and, and we have to go run him now. So we got to go to the dog park the last two days. And he's, well, three days, technically. And he's having the time of his little puppy life, and he's doing a lot better. Yeah, pound for pound. We uh, got to get them two running one. together. We do. We do. Um, so that, are we gonna... that was quite a, quite a digression. Let's uh, let's talk the card coming up. I miss the dog, though. I actually was kind of bummed when it was here because I was like, I'm going to see Abbott. Yeah. I like him. But I haven't seen Rod in... Like Longer seven months. Now. That's true. It's weird. It's we- me and Paul are back to that weird, awkward. Like, 
Oh no, after you. No, no, after you. No, no, after you. <laughs> Stop <laughs> being weirdos. Yeah. It's because we haven't seen each other. through the so damn long. door. Exactly. Well, it was when my car was parked behind his. So? And so I, I was like, oh man, sorry. I thought I was parked behind Carson. He's like, oh, not a problem at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's hug it out. Yeah, I miss that guy. Um, so let's talk about the uh, FS1. This is in Colorado, right? Phoenix, Arizona. Speaking of which, there's one in Colorado, and I was thinking that we should take a road trip out there. Um, not that we have to, but just throwing that out. I'm down. Into the, I've never been to Denver. We can promote this thing. We'll yeah. just hand out flyers. Yeah. Listen to the damn thing. Make some really cheap-ass flyers that you can print up at Kinko's or whatever with like my shitty logo that we have running this thing. Or just ask people for their numbers and just text them the link. There you go. Yeah, that's not crazy. The Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but only women between the ages of 18 and 35. We gotta get Scott for that. Oh, that's <laughs> rude. He gave me a dope sweater. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that well, later. Bri- Brian, that's awesome. Brian Nace for anyone around eighteen. Anyway, uh, UFC Phoenix, uh, which I would have also liked to go to, but it's eleven hours. If Todd was still down there, I definitely would have uh, mm-hmm. slept on his couch and gone down there. Rodriguez, yeah, you should actually go down there and sleep on his couch then. No, sleeping on the couch yeah, for a travel random. is not easy. Oh, I thought you meant, like, go find his old house and sleep on whatever couch he's in there and I whoever's thought, living there currently. I thought you meant, like, a motorhome. You were going to sleep on a couch and go down there. <laughs> uh, no, okay, I, One of those Google self-driving couches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if we, I mean, I'd love to go out to Phoenix. I love Arizona. Um, but, yeah, we can do the Denver one. We should have made more friends. I love Denver, too, actually. I've never been to Denver. Never? No. They have this little train system down the the center, but it's kind of it's different than ours. Um, I really like it, but I gotta go find this pizza place that we last time we were there that we went to. Why were you craving pizza while you were there? Oh, I wasn't craving pizza. I, I found this pizza place in the middle uh, of the night. Me and Adam were trying to go find a place to dance. <laughs> I just want to dance. <laughs> uh, you went from thinking marijuana to ecstasy. Mm, marijuana. Uh, that was also the birth of conservative city, which Adam would have been the mayor of. Conservative that city. That you can make no left-hand turns. You can only make right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so conservative. Why make one left when you can make three corrects? <laughs> <laughs> that was because of Boulder, though. That wasn't because of Denver. Um, Before so you, let, me, let me move on real quick. So the last time, one of the last times I was in Arizona, there was actually a strike force card. And they had a women's women's tournament with Misha Tate, and she that's when she had the strike force belt. Mm-hmm. It was in a little arena, and Joe Riggs was also on the card, which shows you how old it was before his like Bellator. Joe stand, like, Riggs, Joe or, Riggs. Well, I thought it was Big Rig, Big Riggs, Big Rig. No, Joe Big Riggs. Oh, whoops! And and Jamie Varner was in the crowd. That's how long ago this was. This is when Jamie Varner and and Uriah Faber were still having their beef in the WEC. Long, long time ago when I was living in Arizona, Todd and I went and it was really weird because they had in like an auditorium in the, in the, uh, octagon or cage or whatever they call it in their uh, defunct promotion was on the stage. So we were in the auditorium and watching it like, I guess straight on mm-hmm. instead of down into the cage. It was really weird. This whole I think setup. I prefer that though. Sense. No. I guess if we would have been a little bit closer, it would have made sense. But it was more like I was watching a high school play than people fight each other. Um, did you watch the uh, the new Looking for a Fight? I did. How'd you feel about it? I thought that they didn't show almost any fighting. I missed the tooth. I don't. I don't love him, but now, he is entertaining. Now that I realize that he was just kind of a douche. Like, I don't think Matt Sarah and um, 
You need to have douches on those shows, though. Yeah, well, you had, you had Dana White and Matt Sarah. But They're not Matt, douches Matt on Sarah, it, though. Matt Sarah became very likable when he was like, I miss my daughter. And I was like, oh, man, he's a real person. And well, I, they're both not douches on and, it. And then I mean, when I can he goes back and rolls with people and trains them, like, it makes me like Matt Sarah. Mm-hmm. But the, the the tooth, though, like, you need, like, why That's is Jersey Shore so yeah. famous? Because they're douches. Yeah, and uh, the fighter that they've got on there, the ex-UFC fighter, I can't remember Tim, his name now. Or Dim, uh, Thomas. Dean, Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. I like him, but yeah, his personality's not, he, he just fits in too well. I mean, it makes sense where they're all going. They all seem like friends, but you do need somebody that, that rubs everyone else the wrong way. I mean, the fact that he made him breakfast and came downstairs and was like, hey, man, I made you breakfast. While masturbating? Well, yeah. Well, he wasn't masturbating while making breakfast. No. Uh, <laughs> it was Matt Sarah that was masturbating. Masturbating while waiting for breakfast. While waiting for breakfast, yes. Um, Probably felt like he was married again. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I wish we would have seen more of the fights. Um, I'm interested to see the guys come in in from looking for a fight. Do you feel like they've lost all credibility though? That now that Sage Northcutt's from that show, Cody no. East was from that show, Mickey Gall, Mickey Gall, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, no, Mickey, Mickey Gall was technically from. There's somebody else that's already been caught that was from that show too, like the second episode in. Why lose credit? Like why why lose credibility though? Is that like saying that now that because none of them have really succeeded since they've come into the UFC? It's been like two like. There's been a handful of people that they've even tried. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, speaking of Cody East, good. did you hear about what happened with Cody East? No. He assaulted his girlfriend. Who would have thought? Apparently, he held her head and kneed her in the face. This guy's a heavyweight. Jeez. Yeah. And wow. I, no matter how heavy your girlfriend is, that's not... I'm telling you, let him back in the UFC. And just do some two-on-one. Let him fight somebody within the top five and just eats his soul. Give him Ben Rothwell. Ben Rothwell's been wanting to... Uh, Fights him two on one. He also apparently tore into Ronda Rousey, and everyone's not happy about that. Who tore into Ronda Rousey? Ben Rothwell. He basically said that she was overrated, and uh, just a whole bunch of basically just said that she's overrated, and then everyone's like, "Well, she won a belt. You have yet to win a heavyweight belt in the UFC. Like, you can't." Complain about somebody else who's won a belt when you have yet to to do that in your is division. Complaining or observing, or sold one point one. Well, the thing is, is she. The other thing that I saw is she couldn't technically be overrated because she did beat Kat Zingano and she did beat Misha Tate and she did beat at that time the top of of the division. You're rated as appropriately as you're rated, pretty much always. If you're overrated, then you'll get humbled and your rating will come back to where it belongs. Like yeah. it's it's the stupidest thing to like argue about being overrated. But I mean, was she overrated? I mean, she she finished everybody in the first round, but yeah. one person, right, or two yeah. people. Misha Tate, I, I think, went to the and third man, right? Or was it? It might have been Sarah McMahon. It was either Sarah or the other one. But she, I mean, she beat Kat Zingano and Betch Kohea with a combined time of like a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't believe that she she was a one trick pony. I mean, just like we talked about with uh, Cody McKenzie and McKenzie Teen and and freaking. Ryan Hall and just hanging on the people's backs and, and so on and so forth. Like as soon as someone figures out what you're doing, but the fact is, and so they just learned to avoid the judo toss. I mean, she got her hands on Nunes four times and couldn't toss her or couldn't keep her hands on her. I mean, the same thing happened with Holly Holm, right? Holly Holm, she tossed twice and Holly Holm got back up. So as soon as you fight someone that's got the answer to that, you're, you're in some trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not only that, like, the division caught up. It's not like she yeah. was. She was 
she she destroyed everybody, and it's not like they were very. I mean, I'm not the biggest Ronda fan. I actually got a, ver- a girl at my soccer game very mad at me because I was talking to somebody else. I was like, "Holy crap, man! Did you see that game or that the, that fight?" And this girl just, "Don't you talk about Ronda like that?" I was like, "I didn't know her." <laughs> she was just some random. Just, she was. She ended up was being it on Jessica my, Burningham. No, <laughs> she ended up being on my team. But like, I was like, "What the hell?" And she's like, "She's gonna come back and be champion." She's you just watch, and I'm like, "In what division?" She's not coming back. In what division? She needs to. I hope she does, and I hope she gets one more win, and then I hope she's like, "Cool, I did that. Now I can retire." But like, she's gonna I go one. It. She's gonna go through 135. I don't think she beats Valentina. Valentina looked just like a yeah. world beater against Holly, yeah. who just beat her, and Holly destroyed Ronda. Is she? Gonna, she's not gonna beat Amanda Nunes again. No. Or for the first time, they're not. She's not even going to fight her. Be Holly Holm. And I'm like, so is she going to go up to 145 and find Holly Holm at a higher weight class? It's like, come on, that, she could. The weight class won't be around by the time she comes back. Mm-hmm. They already have disbanded it. I mean, she could Raquel Pennington. She could fight. She could fight Kat Zingano again. Betch Cohea again would be pretty damn funny. The really the fights that she should be looking at. I feel like there's 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 really a handful. Re- her and Misha retiring together, coming out to do it one last time. Have they fought twice or three times? They fought three times. Never mind. I don't want to see it again. Because that was used um, to be the only ones that were there. Kat Zingano or Gina Carano. Gina Carano would make That's bank. it. That's and it. And they'd have to fight at 145. That's it. Because Gina Carano might not. She might be in a cyborg situation and not be able to drop past 145. That's fine. But like that's. Those are pretty much the only fights that I see for her right now that are even like entertaining. And she would crush. She would crush Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't matter. Um, I, there was one more thing. Oh, speaking of just ridiculous things that I heard this last week about these fights, I heard that uh, there's a girl at my work that was like, "Did you see the fights? Why would she come back if she had to pay to come back?" And I was like, "What do you mean? She had to pay to to get another fight in the UFC?" And I was like, "No, she got paid three million dollars." And she was like, "I heard she had to pay to get another fight." And I was like, "No, she's one of the top sellers to ever fight." There's no way that she would have to pay to fight. I was like, she's proven you're a jock to everybody like, again. She made three million dollars. Well, the bad thing about this was, is I was actually well, she's married to the equivalent to Todd Hare, um, but nonetheless. So I'm in this. Uh, she's I'm, my second cousin. Yes. So I'm in this other room, right? And all of a sudden, I hear him talking, and I'm like, I'll mind my own damn business. And then all of a sudden, she's like, Why would she come back if she had to pay to lose? And I was like, Hold on, <laughs> wait, what? I was like, sorry, I had to walk out of this room to set to set this correct, but uh, no, that's not what happened. And I was like, she got paid three million dollars to to fight for forty six seconds or whatever it was. But um, her husband's also one of those Joe Rogan ites, which there's no problem with. Todd, one of our good buddies, is a Joe Rogan. Well, it's pretty much me. No, but you're not like trying bulletproof coffee and wanting to go to Peru and try ayahuasca and do all of these other things. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's. <laughs> Are you trying bulletproof coffee? Could yeah, I see. I don't have a coffee maker, but <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's 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 people that listen to Joe Rogan and are like, hey man, like he's an intellectual dude, and he he invites on a whole plethora of people to come in and talk with him. Like, I understand that. I like the Joe Rogan podcast. I have no, nothing against him or anyone that listens to him. But there are people that listen to him like a prophetic figure that are like, cool. Joe Rogan told me to try bulletproof coffee, so I'm going to. Joe Rogan told me that ayahuasca and DMT are the greatest things ever, um, so I'm going to do it. Like. It, it's not like Fair. you know what I mean. Like he's just uh, he's just sharing his experiences. He's not like you need to try this, you need to do this, or like this is this. Like 
until they're the ones that are like, oh, Joe Rogan brought it up, so I'm going to do it, or I, I want to do it, or whatever it is. And Todd was very much that way for a long period of time. Um, I think he's he's come back to earth with it, but that's kind of where that dude is at the moment. Um, and I, I, I talked about it kind of like this right in front of her, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of bashing on this <laughs> this lady's husband right, this, yeah, right in front of her. And then I was like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I love Joe Rogan, but... Anyway, so it's just really interesting, and I, it's, I feel like there's very few people that have that type of of play in people's lives. That they do something, and people are like, "Hey, this person said that this was cool, so I should do it, or I should try it." Um, which is interesting because I'm in, in influencer marketing, which basically means I pay people to, to go on their YouTube channels and say, "Hey, try this," and hope that they do it. Mm-hmm. So, I tried to explain the concept of. Uh of that to people, influencers, and they couldn't grab, wrap, wrap their heads Dead around it. it. Um, so are, are you pretty excited to see Yair? Um, it's always exciting to see this dude, man. I didn't know if after the last fight, because I know a lot of people didn't actually like it. I thought it was fun. Like, it was... I wish they would have landed a little bit more, but, I mean, him and Alex Caceres, they... It was it, it was, was uh, an exciting five-round fight. I appreciate any they, moment I'm sorry, could have lost. Sorry. No, I was just gonna. No, I cut you off. I, I was gonna no, say. You cut I, me off. No, you cut. No, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, after that, that whole card for the most part, it was a well. It was a welcomed fight. Yeah, it was terrible. Like that card was not good. There were some exciting moments, but it, there were flashes of brilliance mixed in with just nothing. We we saw maybe the worst Cup Swans in performance ever. Yeah, we but, saw maybe but, the mean, worst. He, he did what he had to to win. But still man, a bad performance. But if it would have been Choi, yeah, that would have been a whole different thing. Maybe the worst woman's fight of all time. Yes. Morose uh, from UFC. Taylor, something like that. I yeah. remember. I think that there might have been a total of like, what, 20 That knockout was good, though. Thrown. The knockout was good. The heavyweight knockout. Yes. It was good. Um, But, I mean, I, I, him versus a legend, man. Yep. So, the thing is, is... A lot of times when people get in fights like this, they put too much into who they're fighting. So, like, Court McGee fought Jeremy Horn on a local circuit, and everyone was like, he could have won that fight, but he just he just gave him too much respect. And instead of going out and fighting him, he, he fought like he was fighting a legend. Do you think Yaya Rodriguez goes out and with too much respect to BJ Penn? No. Or do you think he goes out there to to prove a point and then respect I honestly don't think there? he gives a shit about, like, prodigies and, and the, the prodigy, the, the legends and things like that. I think he has a lot of. He understands the weight of him as like what, how important he is to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think he, he from everything that I've listened to him, he just seems like he has his head on straight. He has confidence in his abilities. I think he'll respect him. I don't think he wants to go to the ground with BJ, but I don't think he's afraid to strike with him. Yeah, I, the weird part is, is this this could end poorly for Yair Rodriguez. I doubt that it does, but at the same time. Um, I mean, it's good that that according to, to the UFC website that uh, BJ Penn has no TKO, no KOs, no subs, and no decisions. So, I mean, that that, that bodes well. I never and, thought he was very good. Just, Always yeah. decisions out of that guy. <laughs> zero, zero, and zero. Apparently, he's just – I mean, he's 16, 10, and 2. But this was back in the day when, like, you had to go to other weights to fight and do all kinds of weird crap. I mean, BJ Penn, everything about BJ Penn is just awesome. That's my phone. Oh, my goodness. You want to know why it's on? Uh, your wife's because pregnant. Be- I could be giving birth at any second. <laughs> yes. No, because I was waiting for you to call me, and I knew if it was on vibrate, I wouldn't hear it. So I, that's because of you, Carson, because you didn't answer your phone when I called you. But I was in 
the tub. So BJ, <laughs> Pe- yeah, again, watching season three of the Ultimate Fighter. No, that was that was last night. That finished up as actually uh, <laughs> that finished up or. Apparently, you just can't watch a couple of naked men while you're naked in a tub. <laughs> you can. You absolutely can. You just can't tell people about you it. You just can't tell people about <laughs> it. You just keep that kind of information to yourself. No. Unless unless that's your thing. And then you can share all about it. What else do I want to go watch it? Like, I got to watch something during that. <laughs> you can read a book. No. The things, I don't have very, like, good dexterity. Like, I do if, like... I'm actually catching something, but holding on to it, I drop shit all the time. That Carson guy's texting me again. B- uh, <laughs> book would be right into the the tub, but and why don't you just like get a toaster, make some some toast while in you're the in tub. the tub? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. If it gets stuck, you can get a fork and just jam it in there, pull it out. Is that how you do it? I wish you would take the radio to fade away. Is that alkaline trio? Plugged in and ready to fall. Yeah, it is. There you go. It went from toaster to radio, but it, you guys get the gist. Um, Plus, I get to serenade you for a second. Uh, I, eh, meh. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I was talking to the All the, I the know audience, is I you. like to be entertained uh, while audience. in the tub. <laughs> Are I, you not? I will have. So it's going to be podcast and music from here on out because the curtain's going back up tonight. So I can have my, my showers back. There you go. Oh yeah, you've had to take baths because your your shower <laughs> curtain, curtain, curtain won't stay up. That's weird. Yeah, it is. I ate the hell out of it. <laughs> um, so I actually, so you're watching Tough Three. Now let's get back into this card, and then I'll tell you. I already told you right when I worked at GNC, I watched every Tough in a row because I worked in this little. Uh, we got like ten customers a day, mm-hmm. and I'd work eight hours, so I just watched all of the seasons of Tough. And it was the same ten customers the same day. They do, went through supplements like crazy. Yeah, they, meatheads. Yep. Especially because I was selling them steroids under the counter. Yeah. Sold some DHEA to uh, Leota Machida while I was there. You know, sold him his own piss back. Yeah. Give him yours. <laughs> the huge. No, it, was, it had to be his. It had to be high quality horse piss. Leota Machida horse piss. Um, so what happens if BJ Penn loses? What does he do? Does he retire again? He come back and fights again. Pretty, I'm pretty sure you're jazzed about the prospect, but I, I honestly, I don't, <laughs> I don't care if he does or doesn't. I mean, if he gets to fight again, I'm well, you gotta have to some kind of, you gotta have some kind of opinion on this. Of him retiring? Of anything, either way. If he, of him retiring, I do not. I really, I honestly don't care. If we, if he retires, I don't want him to retire just so I don't have to hear you. Oh, good noon. What if he dies? I do care about that. Okay, I don't want him to do that. But no, I. All right, so tell if, me, if he, what is your opinion? He he loses. What happens? He wins. What happens? I don't think he retires. He still got he still got some fights in him. I mean, I'd like to see him fight again, but I don't think at this point, especially in that division where we're at, we don't lose anything with having him retire. Yeah, I I like him as a fighter. He's he's awesome. Um, but like I, I I honestly I don't think we don't even like he's not even the golden boy of of Hawaii anymore. We got a new one. Like, mm-hmm. it's what's and your opinion how? then? If he loses. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could give him one more fight, but you have to give him... The hard part is is you have to give him someone within the top 15, I, I think, in order to, to make it worth actually watching. Um, but I think most people within the top 15 are going to beat him. Like, I have a, th- I have a feeling he's going to have a hard time getting hands on Yair Rodriguez and taking him down, and I think that's his only chance. If they strike, I think Yair Rodriguez has got him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think he has a hard time getting hands on him. Uh, I think Yair knocks him out. Yeah, because... That's how I think the fight's going to end. BJ Penn has to close the distance. In order to close the distance, he's got... I mean, you look at what happened to Feely when he tried to close the distance. You look at how... You know, a lot of... A lot of... 
a lot of um, Yair's knock, knockouts come when someone is trying to take him down, and he use, he just flails his body into wherever the, you know they're coming, and he and he ends up knocking them out, and that's exciting and it's scary for someone that's going for a takedown because you never know when instead of getting a leg you get a knee to the face mm-hmm. and if he doesn't knock you out then you're going to get the takedown but the chances are you're mm-hmm. you're done and i guess feely was actually running trying to get away from the fence and he cut him off with a leg a head kick well, it was a switch kick too right yeah so it's he so looked like he was throwing the right and when he was in the air with the right the he left. threw the left mm-hmm. it was beautiful yes absolutely crazy <clears throat> uh but no i mean I don't want BJ Penn to win because I want Yair Rodriguez to continue to climb in that division. Um, I would like to see him beat one or two more people. Like, I think he could beat Jeremy Stevens. Um, I think he could beat Charles Oliveira as long as he kept his hands off of him. Brian Ortega would be a tough fight. I think he beats Dennis Bermudez. So I think I think he could win one or two fights after this, and he could get a title shot. Um, I don't know if it's an interim title shot or a real title shot. Uh, bold prediction is... <laughs> There's no real title. <laughs> they have title shots at all. And just keep in giving out title. interims. Yeah, just just and then have a have a five on five free for all for the actual belt at the very end because that's isn't that what they did in 2015 too? There was another year that they had like a, a ton of interim champions, and everyone was joking about how they might as well just give out everybody an interim belt. And it was either 2014, which was like the year that they did absolutely awful because everyone was injured, or it was the next year. Um, and that's what they did. Like everyone had injuries before, so instead they just set out interim belts to to keep things churning. Um, but I remember there was another time before this time that everyone was like, "Everyone's getting an interim belt." They, this is what they should do. They should just do away with belts. This is never gonna happen. <laughs> Give everybody like a, a piece of memorabilia, like a coin or something. And then if as you beat people. <laughs> You get their coin, but if they have more coins, you get all of them, and then you get to start putting those. This is a Pokemon, like Pogs. Yeah, it could be Pogs. (laughs) And then as you beat them, you get to put them in a belt, and then eventually we will have the one person that has all Pogs in their belt. That should be awesome. Like Highlander kind of stuff. Best. Like like Highlander behavior. You take their soul, you win. (laughs) All right, let's continue. Lozon versus Held. I feel like this is kind of a weak card, even though I I love Court McGee. Francisco Rivera's actually been pulled from this card. Um, Brandon Car- yeah, Caraway was injured, I believe. And then he was going to fight Chito Vera, and he decided that it wasn't worth his time. Rivera decided it wasn't worth his uh-huh. time? Because if he said he had nothing to gain. If he beat him, he beat him because he was supposed to, and if he lost, then he, lo- he, he lost too much. So he was like, mm, it's not worth it to me. I'm not going to take it. Mm. I mean, he looked like Shia LaBeouf in this picture. So. Shia LaBeouf, um, Ex- exactly. I feel like he should have taken it, I mean... I mean, his last fight was uh, against Uriah Faber, and he won. So he's he's probably one to two two fights away from a potential title shot. I I would probably do the same thing and not fight Chito Vera. I don't know, Plus, he looks like a pirate. I wouldn't fight a pirate. He looks like he does look like a pirate. Yar Chito. Yar. Who do you? So for anybody that says that one fifty five is not the best division, by the way. Lausanne is not in or is not ranked right now. He's amazing. One fifty five. Yeah, I feel like Rivera's kind of got a padded. Other than Uriah Faber, he's kind of got a padded. Uh, a padded record. Sorry, that took me a second because I'm doing two things at once. Uh, lightweight: Conor McGregor, Khabib, Tony Alvarez, RDA, who's moving up to welterweight. Barbosa, Diaz, Johnson, Kiesa. Yeah. Um, 
featherweight, other than the fact that Pettis is moving back up, Edgar, Lama, Swanson, Stevens, Pettis, Oliveira, Bermudez, that's pretty solid as well. I feel like the top five of almost every division is just solid, and then after that's when it starts to get muddled. Joe Lozon's not in the top 15. Uh, yeah, he beats El Ayakinta. He beats Melendez. He beats maybe Napoleon. He beats Michael Ki- No, I think he already lost to Chiesa, but I can't remember. Yeah, no, I think he should be top 15. He's dope. I love him. And I think that's. I think we're biased. Um, he hasn't... I mean, I think he's above Evan Dunham. Evan Dunham's been off and on for a while now. Marcin Held was supposed to come in and actually just dominate, and then he, about he just murdered Diego Held. Sanchez. Yeah, but it's Diego Sanchez. I mean, that's never really happened. He lost to Evan Dunham. That's why Evan Dunham's ranked above him. Fair decision. Takanori Gomi. He lost to Al Ayakinta too. Um, he got knocked out for these kind of these kind of cards that we have. Lost to Michael. What Johnson. is a Good. What's a good outcome for you? What do you want to see from these? Are you even going to pay attention to it? Um, here's what I'd like to see, and I can tell you each fight what I would like to see. Um, BJ Penn, I would like to see him come out and compete. I would like to see him lose, but I would like to actually see, like, show that he still got it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's still BJ Penn. He's not just too old and decrepit to actually, you know, potentially show up and fight. I demand that we listen to this card in Spanish, though. That's all right. At least that fight. Uh, Lozon versus Held, I'd like to see a good um, BJJ match because they both are, I mean, and they might negate, right? So both of these guys are going to just have to, to box. Um, but I would like to actually see them, you know, a bunch of trends. Like we saw with Borg and Smolka, right, where they were on the ground, there's a bunch of transitions, a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, submission attempts and different things like that. And that's what I'd really like to see from that. McGee versus Saunders, I'd like to see a slugfest. Obviously, I'd like to see McGee win this. He's our Utah boy. We love him to death. The last two fights that he's had in the UFC haven't been that impressive, so he's he's got to win this um, in order to stay in the UFC. And if he loses, it's got to be a slugfest. You know what I mean? He's got to stand and fight. Last time he wrestled with uh, Dominic Steele, and so if he if he has to wrestle with Ben Saunders, he might still get booted even if he wins. And I I hope that doesn't happen because I really like Cor McGee. Um, Rivera versus. Rivera versus Vera isn't happening, and anything underneath that, I just want to see solid fights, right? I either want to see finishes, but I've got most of these going to decision. I don't think McGee or Saunders knock each other out. I think that goes to decision. Lozon Held is definitely going to decision. <laughs> you think Lozon Held is? Yeah. One of the guys with the most? Submissions? Well, most finishes. It's like him and Cowboy. Lozon and Cowboy are like the two that finished, that have like the most fight bonuses. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's because he's in Slugfest. Exactly. This isn't going to be a slugfest. He, he, he submits people. They're both grounded, but Marcin Held is like a world-class like BJJ guy. So? So he could submit him, but I have a feeling it's going to just be a, a kind of a stalemate until the end. And then the rest of these down below, man, I don't really know a lot of these dudes. Um, Sherman was actually on the, the UFC Salt Lake card. He was the, the big white dude that just kept getting punched in the face and stuck his tongue out and... And kind of really got hands. manhandled. Yeah, he got beat bad. Um, and so I'd see that going to decision. I mean, Harris has looked good. Um, I don't know who Olenek and Pesta are. I've probably seen, seen Pesta fight. Like Pettis, obviously. Um, Pettis' little brother. But there's a lot of these guys I really don't know. I've seen both of these girls. Well, the Jones-Leibarger fight before. And 
I just these guys really what this car needs is for people to come out and impress one way or another, either win big or die or or lose big, in order to to make a name for themselves. You know, because mm-hmm. this is a this is a this is one of those cards that could be a great sleeper card that ends up being a, a great card for an up and coming fighter. Um, and the the early prelims and the and the prelims definitely are set up for that, right? For somebody to make a name for themselves and and at the beginning of the year, so going forward, people are talking to them about the next, you know, talking about them the next time they're going to fight and where they go next and those type of things. But this is definitely a builder card. Um, I actually didn't know how good his numbers were. Um, in all honesty, but it was one performance of the night, seven fights of the night, one knockout of the night, and six submissions of the night. But he's, I mean, he's got how many fights? 26. Well, that's 26 wins. He's got 39. 26 and 13, yeah. I mean, he's crazy numbers. I mean, he beat, he beat, uh, what's his face? Johns Pulver before mm-hmm. he got coached by him in the Ultimate Fighter. That's mm-hmm. the season you're on now, right? It's three? No, no, or no I already two? watched. That's five. That's five. I already watched five because that was, uh, that that's kind of what started watching. Because I, I think I, I started watching that one and then went back and watched one, two, three. Next, I'll be on four, and then I'm probably going to skip five and go to six. So this is interesting because Joe Lozon beat Diego Sanchez last, and Marcin Held lost to Diego Sanchez last. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense why they, they set up this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know better than I do. Is Joe Silva done? Yeah. At the beginning of the year, right? I think he's actually not been doing anything for the moment. I think he, I think he had a contract. He's not going to be announcing any fights time. anymore. I'm just I, kidding. That's picking Goldberg. Any fights. Um, Goldberg's done. Goldberg, uh, but no. So if, if Silva's done, I worry that this is going to turn into like a Bellator, where like they have some decent fights, but really it's all for the money rather than progressing belts or anything like that. And uh, I feel like Souza versus versus Bosch has kind of done that. I think there's an ebb and flow to it. I that's a stupid thing to say because you hear it in like every sport, but like. There's just there's gonna be times when all that matters is the belt. Then there's gonna be money fights. I am sick. Just highlighting what, Co- what Cody Garbrandt was saying this week, where he wants to fight Jose Aldo. He wants to fight Conor McGregor. He's the draw. He's not. TJ Dillashaw doesn't move the needle. I'm the draw. He's not a draw. You don't move the needle, man. No one has any idea who he is. Yeah, like get yourself like, and that's it's like you don't even have to make controversy. All you have to do is like play it up. It. That with everything that happened with Alpha Male, all you need to do is just start saying some real things that happened in sparring, some real thing, and like it's so ready to sell itself. You could headline a card so easily. If you were to bring up any of these guys to a casual, say Paul, right? You bring up Cody Garbrandt, you bring up TJ Dillashaw to Paul. Is he going to have any idea who either of those guys are? This is what I would I go. Paul would say, "I'd say who's Cody Garbrandt." And Paul would go, is he a "Football player? Uh, I don't know." And then I would say. Do you remember the guy that gave the belt to the kid that beat cancer? Oh yeah, yeah, the the shining example from the other podcast. Yeah. Like that's that we know, he doesn't know names. Yeah, like if he yeah. What about Derek Saunders? Remember Derek when Saunders he, knows remember fifty he, different fighters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably doesn't know fifty different fighters now. Didn't I give him something super easy like three? Yeah, I think it was <laughs> five, not even five. Because I think he said he could name fifteen, and you're like, cool, name three. And I think it was this was so long ago that I think he named John Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was I think it maybe was like ten or something like that because he he relatively knows he would have been able to name like Chell Anderson Vitor stuff like that. The, that was the dumbest argument of all time because he was saying that uh, 
fighters have like a higher propensity to 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 rob people and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I remember that was really dumb. Now, I think when you talk about head trauma, any athletes that take a lot of head trauma are more likely to commit like a physical crime. They have an indicator now. Did you see that on Reddit? Uh-huh. I want to actually look into that. There's there's an actual physical uh um marker in the brain like a protein or something like that that they can tell if you have so, if you have a concussion. So it's not like steroid use where like they just have bigger they that pronounced brow line and distended belly and different things like that. I can't tell if you're making a joke right now. <laughs> but no. There's indicators. It's steroid use indicators. I'm just joking. Because this is on the brain and the steroid use indicators are supposed to be physical like physical characteristics that change. But you just gotta go look at a picture of uh <laughs> cyborg. Um yeah, so I, I need to. I wanted to look more into that article, but well, they call it Moonface actually. What? And that's why they make fun of Anthony Johnson. So Izzy Izzy Garcia on on Facebook called him Moonface, and I thought he was making a reference to the old uh, the black Moonface yeah. that they used to use for black people before they updated the emojis. Yes, but really, what he was referring to that is if you use steroids, your face starts to get rounder and kind of more moon looking. I thought it was more because of the acne. I thought that's what they were making a reference to. No, it was how round his face was. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving forward, UFC 209 is starting to shape up. We got to talk about this real quick because Tyron Woodley also is talking, calling out Michael Bisbing. Um, there's a video we talked about last time, but. Uh, the interesting thing is that Stephen Thompson was like, it doesn't matter what Tyrone Woodley wants. We're basically going to fight next. And so Tyrone Woodley gets on Twitter and is like, no, if I fight anybody, it's going to be Bisbing, McGregor, and then Stephen Thompson. Oh, my God. And apparently what it's supposed to be is they're supposed to fight on 209 because 209 is supposed to be Khabib, Tony Ferguson, which you wanted to discuss, as well as Thompson versus uh, Thompson versus Woodley and then Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo. It probably doesn't work out that way because cards are never that good. No, um, but it would, it would that doesn't have great. two zeros behind it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it would be a great card if you look at the two hundred nine on on Wikipedia right now. It looks really, really good. Um, but having mentioned that, who do you think he actually fights next? Tyron Woodley. Speaking, going from he Cody could fight Bisbing. He will not fight Connor. No. Well, he's saying Bisbing, Connor, then Woodley, or then uh, Stephen Thompson. Why would you go fight a 185 and then drop down to go fight the 155 that's actually like a 145 champion too? Like that does, that's no, not they, fair they because fight he's a one, they fight a 170. No, I understand, but like it still looks like you're bullying. You go up to fight the 185er, then you go down to fight the one. You should go fight the 155er, and everybody are like, "He's a bully," and then be like, "All right, f y'all bitches," and then go up and fight the bigger guy. That would make a better narrative than it's like, yeah, I can beat him, so I'm also going to go down and fight a smaller guy than me. That just seems like now you're just becoming like an actual bully. Yeah. Like Nate Diaz. And I'm sick of divisions getting held up. That division's been so fun over the last, like, that's the one that's been holding everything up as far as, like, actual moving the belt progression along. Robbie Lawler having brawls, fighting Tyron Woodley, losing it, those two fighting it out. And then we're just going to... Now he's just going to put a stop to that too. Now we don't even get to have that belt. Move well, hands. imagine imagine if he did fight Bisbing, and uh, Cody Garbrandt did move up and fight Jose Aldo. That means featherweight and bantamweight are tied up. Welterweight and middleweight are tied up. People just stop trying to be Connor and lightweight because Connor McGregor said he'd be out for ten months, and now he's saying I didn't say that I'd fight early next year. So the story would, that Dana's telling on that is very it, it's 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 too it's too accurate to it to be a lie. Yeah, he says lies. that his he says that his girlfriend 
stresses when he when he fights mm-hmm. any and of course that's the way it yes. is. It's just stupid. But everybody needs Connor. He's good for what he is. Everybody needs to stop trying to be him. So that would be bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, welterweight, and middleweight would all be stuck. Good. That's the way it's meant to be. That's stupid. Light light heavyweight's been stuck anyway because there hasn't been really anybody fighting, which blows. The only one heavyweight is also just a mess. The only one that are actually like moving and actually fighting and doing good fights in their division are the women right now. Yeah. And heavyweight. Well, other than, heavyweight, other than Cruz and Garbrandt. I mean, we're talking future, right? Yeah. Well, moving forward with that narrative. Like, the so Bantamweight for women, and then all, obviously Joanna, it just keeps fighting challenger after challenger, mm-hmm. but then also heavyweight because there's no way to like. Does she have another fight lined up? Joanna doesn't, right? Mm, I don't know. No. I don't even know who she would fight at this point. She's already beat Carla Kwitski, Carolina, and Claudia. So Carla Esparza, but Carla Esparza, there's such a, there's such a dispe- discrepancy between Joanna, Claudia, Carolina, and I mean Rose, but I don't think Rose is ready for that yet. Well, no, because she, she's like what, what two and three in her last fights, like she, yeah, something like that. Rose looked like she was on her way, and then she did poorly the last couple times. I mean, she can fight Carla again if if Carla wants, but why the hell would Carla do that? Mm-hmm. She. She got destroyed. Yeah. But she also didn't know what she was getting herself into. No one saw Joanna being that. How does that change anything now, though? Like you can, you, you she can knows, train for that. You can train she, for how so good of a striker gonna, she is. What she's going to try to do, take her down, which she couldn't do, yeah, which is what she was doing anyways. Time. Like, yeah. it's not like it changes. I mean, of course things change, but it's not like it. they're drastically going to come up with a better one. Like, you have to get her to the ground. Okay, they knew that from the get-go. Last time she was a kickboxer, you have to get her to the ground. She couldn't do it. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. That that division that division is held up by having a champion, just like freaking the uh not Bantamweight. What are the other guys, the smaller dudes? DJ's class. Other or uh Flyweight. Flyweight. Flyweight's also held up right now. But that's because the the one person on that in that division just so freaking strong. All right. So let's go with predictions for this next year. Uh what are some predictions you've got? What's gonna happen this next year? Um, eighty percent of the champions will not be champions All next right. year. Names. So the ones that will be champion champions, in my opinion, are Joanna, mm-hmm. DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cody's going to lose his belt. Jose's going to lose his belt. Connor's going to lose his belt. Woodley's going to lose his belt. Bisping's going to lose his belt. Um, Stipe's going to lose his belt. And Cormier is going to lose his belt. Yeah. John Jones will be back right in July. So if he gets his head on straight. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I think Connor wins one more and he retires. Man, maybe he doesn't retire. He, he, I think he might fight out 2017, but I think he's done after that. I don't think he's. I don't. If he wins, if he runs the table in 2017, he's done. If he loses a fight, he's going to come back until he wins that fight again. But my bold, my bold prediction is. If slash when Conor McGregor wins three fights this next year, he gets his fifteen twenty million or whatever it is because everyone knows he's he's renting all of his stuff other than probably some of his cars, and he he leaves the sport to do movies and different things like that. He's already in other movies. He's in video games. He's gonna start making Game more. of Thrones. Is he in Game of Thrones? You didn't hear about that? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, 
I don't think for this next season, but season eight. Tell me about it, stud. What's I don't know a on? lot about it. There actually hasn't been a lot revealed, but it's he. Because he's been training with the mountain? Uh, Yeah. I don't know if it's this mountain, though. No, it is. It is. Because it's it, that's like the one character. There's like two characters that have changed multiple times. There's three, actually, that I can think of. But that one's changed like they three or four times. They just pretend they're the same person? Yeah. They just get a huge-ass person. And now it doesn't even matter because he has a helmet on all times. Like, like Juggernaut. Kind of, yeah. Because he dies, and then he... Spoiler! <laughs> I guess he doesn't technically die. Because well, he comes back with a helmet on? Uh, but so, you don't you don't technically... Well, I guess in the movie you do, but in the book you don't know it's him yet. There's this... Anyways, he becomes part of the Kingsguard. Anyways, I don't know exactly what Connor's doing. I'm assuming he'll do something that's filmed in Ireland, because they do a lot of filming in Ireland. Yeah. I think... Yeah, he runs the table, I think. I don't... Kabib or Tony could beat him. I don't necessarily know if they do... If he beats those two, he doesn't necessarily have anyone else to fight. He gets one more title fight in that time, and then he's got enough money and enough uh, name for himself that he can go do something else. I feel like he'd be really good in Game of Thrones. I feel like he'd be good at a lot of different things, as long as he doesn't overact, right? I think I think Bisbing's done this year, too. If, he, if him being the bad guy in Triple X does well, like... I think he walks away to do movies. He's been trying to do movies for forever. Um, the hard part is, is there's, there's no transference, right? Conor McGregor, if Michael Bisbing were in a film, I don't think a lot of people would be like, oh, that's Michael Bisbing. Unless it's like the kickboxer where they have a, a cross crowd of UFC fans. I was thinking about this in the tub. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was Connor in the tub. That's the one that, well, not a bit Bisbing actually, because <laughs> season three was the one that he won. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, I don't know if you remember, but he, he, the guy, so Matt Hamill pretty much breaks his arm mm-hmm. and he breaks Mike, the other Mike's arm, um, or nose, excuse me, during the fight, even though he has like a broken or messed up hand. And so when Dana White comes in and he says, okay, so 205, cause Michael Bay is being fought at 205. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, um, uh, Matt Hamill can't fight and Mike can't fight. So we got to bring in somebody, and they bring in previous light heavyweights, and both of them decline that after they lost. Mm-hmm. And so they bring in a 185er that also came from Great Britain. And in the first like minute and a half, he clips Mike bad, and Mike almost drops down. Can, can you just imagine? Like, think about like the Forest, him winning, or like if Stephen Bonner would have won. Think of how differently everything could have gone. Like, Michael, we would have never had his story of him coming up over 10 years and keep battling back and battling back and finally getting the belt. Like, if he would have got knocked out by, uh, I'm trying to think of what the guy's name is. It's like Pointon or something like that, but I can't remember what his, what his first name is now. But if he would have got knocked out by him, you think he has the belt now? It's like, it's so crazy how this sport is. One punch can change the course of the whole, the whole sport. Maybe if Bisbing doesn't become champion or doesn't become so prominent, in Great Britain, maybe there's no Connor. Maybe there would have been, but maybe we don't get Connor. Like, there's just so well, many things. Well, think about it. The only one, um, Dan Hardy, but I don't think he would have picked up as much as Michael Bisbing. There was Paul Daly, but he got, I mean, he was only a striker and he got beat by freaking Josh Koscheck. I don't believe that there there has been any fighters other than Michael well, Bisbing and Dan Hardy that have been that prominent. Well, even more than fighting, though, Bisbing talks. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's even more than that for like influencing Connor, I think. And maybe maybe I'm completely off base there, but I'm just it's so weird like how literally one punch. If it would have clipped just a little bit harder if he would have 
if he, if he would have rushed him, it, you just don't know where it would have been. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because I I mean I don't love the Brits as far as like I love to hate them, but they I did, they I would did not really poorly right that season because it was U.S. versus Britain. No, no, they, they brought in two Brits. They brought in two Brits. They brought in Michael Bisbee and I got to find this other guy's name. I should know it, but um, he uh, he loses. Um, he got clips, but he doesn't. Yeah, so he. Oh, this is one where you figure out that Tito Ortiz is actually a really nice guy. Yeah, and oh, that was the other one. So because like they just don't train cardio, and and uh, Shamrock's always giving them time off and stuff like that, and they just get destroyed. Rice Pointon, Ross Pointon, Ross. That's right. So like, interesting because he loses to Kendall Grove. Who did? Ross. Oh yeah, and then Kendall Grove won the whole thing. Yeah. Which Kendall Grove, like, I looked up his record, too. He was good for a while. He still is. He's in I Bellator. Mean, yeah. He fought Shlomenko just recently, like yeah. in October, he's I a, think. Oh, Vera's in one. That's who I was thinking of. He's like a 6'6 six, six middleweight, man. He was he was solid. Um, But, no, yeah. it's I don't remember where I was going with that, but, like, it's so crazy how just if Ross would have just landed a little bit more cleanly or rushed him, do you think we ever get to see Bisbing the way that he is? Probably not. I don't even know who this Ross guy is. I don't think he ever came back. Maybe he did, but um, I'm trying to find a place to click on his name, but it doesn't show. This is Ed or Ed Herman. He has this when he has pointing across his back. Yeah, the Ed Herman one. He's the one that fought Kendall Grove in the final, but his he has pointing across the back, and he has like one gold tooth right here, and he's bald. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember him. Yeah. He he was more prone to like robbing people and stuff because he was a fighter. Robbing? <laughs> oh, you're talking about Derek, Derek Saunders. That's really hard for our listeners because they don't understand the <laughs> argument. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very inside baseball on that one. Um, but no, I just I, it was so interesting to me just to think because I like I was saying like I I love to hate the Brits, but I would never. I would never not want Connor in. I would never not want Michael Bisbing in. And I really love Dan Hardy, but um, they need to be in the sport because I love to hate them. It would have been a bummer. So who does Connor lose to then? Who did he lose his belt to in in 2017 since you think he's going to lose? The winner of Tony Ferguson, Khabib? You think he loses his next fight in? Um... I think he's going to lose whoever he fights next unless he starts picking fights again. And uh, if he drops back down to featherweight, he probably – he might retain that belt, um, which I don't think he's going to. I don't think – I don't – other than Khabib and Ferguson, I don't think there's anyone in that division that beats him. Nate Diaz? Maybe. I don't think he'd fight I, this year, but I mean yeah, – I don't think he beats him again. Edson Barbosa? Nope. Why? Because I think Connor – Edson Barbosa is great, but I think Connor's faster. I think Connor's faster than anyone in that division. Edson Barbosa is more technical, though. Ah, that's rough because Connor McGregor is one of the most technical strikers in the UFC. I mean, look at him against Eddie Alvarez, and El- Eddie Alvarez is a brawler, and he picked him apart, being way more technical. <laughs> I and, think Edson could beat him. I awesome. mean, and Barbosa picked apart Anthony Pettis, and both of them are pretty are pretty technical. But I think, I think McGregor is Donald more- Cerrone. Cerrone, I think could, because I think Cerrone, I think Cerrone's not scared. You know, I know, I know that any of these guys are scared. You know what I mean? Like they're fighters. I don't mean scared. 
I mean, I don't think Cerrone gets behind the hype, and I think a lot of other people do. I think Alvarez did. I think Jose Aldo did. Um, I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to see Frankie Edgar fight him, right? Because Frankie Edgar, he's not going to get in Frankie Edgar's head. Frankie Edgar couldn't care less. And I think Cerrone, I think Cerrone could potentially power through and get in close enough to take him down where Eddie Alvarez couldn't. Um, and and Cerrone's a big dude. I mean, he's fighting a welterweight now. He'd be dropping back down to 155. He was a big 155er. He's a big welterweight. You know, he looks like he's he 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 looks the same size as the welterweights he's fighting, and so for him to go back down to 155, I mean, that's what they were saying about RDA too, right? He was just such a big dude, and now he has to go up to welterweight, and so we might never see Conor McGregor and, and RDA. I think Donald Cerrone could beat him, only because I think he could power through and get inside and try and actually take him down. I I I think Khabib does the same thing. I don't think Tony Ferguson can outstrike him. And Ferguson might try and use his BJJ, but I don't think Ferguson's fast enough to get in for the takedown. I mean, Ferguson's fast and he's technical, but he's not as good of a wrestler, I think, as Khabib or and he's not as big. I mean, he's as big as Donald Cerrone, but I don't think he's as I don't think he's as durable as Donald Cerrone is. Uh, Tony Ferguson. I don't know. I think he pretty much can lose to anybody that he fights yeah. again. That includes Rafael. That includes Michael Johnson, for that matter, because of his explosiveness. I know. Michael Johnson just got lit up by freaking... Who was it that just lit up Michael Johnson bad? Khabib. Sir, yeah, it was Khabib. And so I guess he out-wrestled him. Yeah. He, I mean, and he and did... he beat Poirier. He did pretty well in the first round, though. Yeah. And then, I mean, he started getting control towards the later rounds. But... Um, it's an interesting the, division. The one on the Connor, if he fights 155... If he fights 155, I think he loses his belt to the next person that he fights. Unless he fights a dumb fight. I don't know. I don't even know who. Because like, like, I think that division's like, pretty deep. Khabib, but. Khabib gets injured, so they just throw somebody else in there. I so. think, well, no, they can't fight because they wouldn't be able to set it up in time. Connor and Khabib? Yeah. Why not? Because Ramadan. Ramadan? And that's in June July. or July, something like that. Yeah. Ramadan it changes. It changes times. every year, but it's usually end of June, beginning of July. I well, believe. can they be a little bit more uh, considerate this year? <laughs> Make it during a time that we can watch those two fight before uh, it will be from Friday, May twenty sixth, to the Sunday, June twenty fifth. Oh, May to June. I was wrong. Which was, that's about how, as long as he's out, anyways. May to June. Yeah. So that's that might be well. The, so think about that, right? Khabib wins. He has to fight again quick before Ramadan. And then he's out for two months. I mean, that's not a big deal. Six weeks is pretty normal after a fight. But if this is big, right, say it goes three rounds or whatever, he's out six weeks, end of January. That means February, March, he has to fight before Ramadan in order to get it in before freaking June. If he be- wins that belt, get it in. I've been watching Jersey Shore, have <laughs> And then middleweight, my bold prediction is that Michael Bisbing loses to any of basically the top four in that division. Five even. I think Masasi might be able to beat him. Oh man. I just Bisbing Bisbing's best bet is to just not fight anybody in that division. <laughs> I mean Tyron Woodley's gonna beat him too, but at least he keeps his belt and he can go back and then lose it to somebody else and he makes a lot of money doing it. But he's in bad shape. Cormier I, th- I still think beats Anthony Johnson. Stipe loses to Verdum Velasquez. Or over him. Nah, probably not over him. Or JD, JDS, who's the last person to beat him. Did I say I think Amanda's going to keep her belt? Yeah. I take that back. I think she's going to lose hers. Too. 
Shevchenko. You think she's a better striker? I don't know. It's just staying. We'll see. It's just staying a distance, right? With Amanda Nunes, you have to, you have to let her pursue you and strike from the outside. And Shevchenko might be able to do that. It'll be interesting to see Tyrone Woodley. I don't unless he loses to Damian Maya. I don't see Woodley losing his belt anytime soon. I don't Thompson. I think he knows how to beat Thompson now, and I think he I think he beats him. I don't think Robbie Lawler comes back until maybe mid year. He could lose to Damian Maya if Damian Maya can get hands on him, but he might be a strong enough wrestler. Cerrone versus Woodley would be. There's a not great a, I don't fight. I don't think there's a strong enough wrestler for Damian Maya. You can be. Olympic level, and I think if he if he still gets hands on you, he can. But we're talking we're talking weight, right? Matt Brown was about the same size as Damian Maya. Donald or, or well, uh, Carlos Condit mean, was about the same size. We're not talking muscular. He fought one eighty five, man, mm-hmm. and submitted a lot of people. But I think Ty- Tyrone Woodley. I think it's the same thing as Henry Cejudo and freaking uh, Demetrius Johnson. <clears> where <throat> Tyrone Woodley is just strong, and I think Maya tries to grip him, and I think Woodley can shrug him off. And I think Woodley's probably one of the only people in that division that would be able to do that. Tyrone Woodley's short as hell, mm-hmm. but he's he's just t- like he is thick, thick as thieves. And I think out of anyone in that division, he's the only one that could use his brute strength to keep Maya off. And he might only be able to do that for a round. And as soon as he gets tired, Maya just le- leeches onto him and, and could potentially win that way. But. Maya is also known to be caught when he's trying to come in, and so it it'll definitely be interesting. I think out of everybody that's a champion right now, other than DJ and Joanna, Woodley has the chance to keep the belt for the longest amount of time. Who Woodley and Con? Now I give it to Connor first, and then Woodley. Do you think Connor's going to keep it for the longest time, just because of the time he's taken off, or do you think if we're looking at a fight standpoint, who has the if we talk, if who we has talk the biggest with, chance of winning the most fights as champion, in your opinion? I think Woodley, Woodley or Connor. I think Woodley does. Hmm. Time wise, Connor, be just because of the time off. Yeah, right? but if we give Jose Aldo, if we give Jose Aldo, I think he beats. I don't know if he beats Holloway, but if he beats Holloway, they're not going to set him up with Edgar again. He beats Lamas. He beats Swanson. He beats Pettis. He beats Stevens. I mean, Jose Aldo could keep the belt for forever, too, if he beats Max Holloway. I don't think there's anyone in that division that's going to come in. I mean, maybe a Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, finally, when they finally build their way up. But they're two fights away. Like, those three, featherweight, lightweight, welterweight, they're, they're so rough from two to six of beating each other that the champion, the champion is going to be there, I think, for a little bit. Connor might lose to Khabib. And Woodley might lose to Thompson or Maya, but I doubt it. And Jose Aldo, I think, keeps the belt, too. I think Connor got in his head and was more technical than he was, and he's not going to fight that type of fight anymore. He's not going to fight Max Holloway's fight. He's going to make Max Holloway pursue him, and he's going to do just like he did to Frankie Edgar. And he's going to pick him apart from the outside. Bar, and this is the one thing, barring injuries, especially after how like last year ended, barring injuries. I mean, if somebody gets injured, I don't want to say that they lost their belt that way. Um, you know, like I, I don't want to say that. Oh yeah, well he lost his belt due to injury because he was injured for the whole year again. Like that's dumb. I don't want to be right on that or even wrong on that basis because I could see Jose going out with an injury or just not coming back either. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. So, but I, I think Garbrandt loses either to Dillashaw or Lineker. If, I would love to see Gar- Garbrandt versus Lineker. I think Lineker 
I think Lineker's got a stronger chin than Garbrandt, and if they stand right in front of each other, I think Lineker knocks him out. I don't know, man. Cody was quick. He was, he's quick. <laughs> but I'm talking standing right in front of each other, right? He can punch. He was quick right in the Dillashaw pocket. Dillashaw was dropping bows right onto that dude's head, and he couldn't care less. I'm he's going to knock him out. He went five rounds with yeah. the most dominant champion. I'm saying he could stand right in front of him and not even get hit. And, and move. And then just take stick him down. Stick and move, stick and move. He's totally fine with taking people down, man. This year, this year's got so much. It's in it. Have you been more excited for the UFC going into a year than you have this year? I think last year going in, you had Anderson Silva, you had John Jones, you had you had just such dominant champions that it wasn't like you just didn't know who was going to win. I think it's way more exciting and way more shook up going into this year than the I'm excited of last for. Year. I am and I'm not. If everybody's going to be doing the bullshit of of going in and out of their division, stop. Just stop. Let Connor do it. It was fun. Like, we had yeah. fun. Stay in your division. Unless you're really going to make a run for another title, then do it. But, like, don't do these catchweight fights. Like, one here and there is fine. But, like, you can't just tie after a title fight and then and then book it and go fight other people. You can't... You have to clear out your division before you start moving up or down. You can't fight an old-ass man that almost knocks you out and then go drop down divisions and fight someone else. Like I mean, when we were discussing this, this is when Frankie Edgar had not cleared out the division, but he had won, what, almost three in a row. Jose Aldo had cleared that division. Hennon Barrow had cleared that division. John Jones had cleared that division. Like That's when they were talking about super fights. That's when they were talking about moving up and down. Anthony Pettis had cleared out that division. Like That's when they were discussing moving up or down for super fights because there was no one else in the division that anyone thought could come up and beat those guys. Mm-hmm. And obviously they did. You know, six months to a year of being in a position. You know, look at Dominic Cruz. Look at Hennon Burrell. John Jones beat himself. Look at Jose Aldo losing to Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor losing to Nate Diaz. Like, it's only an amount of time until somebody comes forward and, and has a game plan to beat you. Um, but I feel like before Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo, Hennon Burrell, all of those dudes, freaking John Jones, had their divisions locked up. And this year, it doesn't seem anywhere near like that. Garbrandt could lose any fight. Connor could lose any fight. Woodley could lose any fight. Um, Bisbing will lose his next fight. You know, DC could lose Anthony Johnson or John Jones when he finally gets back. Like it's it's exciting. Stipe's. So Stipe. I'm saying I'm saying flyweight and strawweight are keeping champions. You're saying yeah. what? Who are you saying keep theirs? Uh, all year. Yeah. If I had to say who's going to keep their belt, how many people all have a chance year? of keeping it all year? DJ and Joanna. That's your, your same thing? Flyweight, strawweight? Flyweight, strawweight. Those are the only two that I would be 90% positive are going to keep their belt. If I had to pick one outside of that, i say Jose Aldo. If Conor McGregor doesn't drop back down, I think he's he's perfectly fine. He gets the, the, the unified belt against Max Holloway, I think, and there's no one in that division that beats him. I, I think Conor actually goes back down to 145, too. I think he has a hard time making that weight. Unless he gets really stressed. About I agree with him. He's never missed. Pregnant. He's never missed. Yeah, but he basically said he didn't want to go back down ever again either. When did he say that? What did he say? Uh, when he said he was going to win the 155 title, he was talking about why he wanted to go up and he would probably stay there because the, the, the cut was getting harder and harder to get to 145. And that's why that's why everybody in the, the community kind of said like, no, I don't. We don't think he's coming back. I don't know. They've got a they've got a female fight headlining Fox. 
Check January out the Holly Holm fight. Now it's a Shevchenko Pena fight. I like that fight. Oh, I, I like that fight a lot, but it's on Fox. Oh, I like that. That's cool that they did that. Masvidal Cerrone, Alaski, Naganu, Alvi Marquardt. That's a fun card to put on Fox. I don't think it's the big names that you need in order to sell to get people to tune in on Fox. But I think it's a fun. I think it's a fun card. That's the one in Denver. Do you want to see? Have to get up to the twenty eighth. That's quick. Do you want to see Nick and Nate back um, after being away for a little bit? I mean, Nate was on his own, but do you want to see those two back? Yeah, I, I don't think Nate needs to come. I I would like to see Nick back before I see Nate back. I'd like to see Nick back in the UFC. Apparently, he turned down a fight. I think against Woodley is what they're saying. Would you want to see Dan Hardy? I would. I would. Uh, Yes, because I would like to see him prove to himself that he's over whatever sickness he has and that he can that he can get back in. Like, just because I like him so much, kind of like BJ Penn, like give him one last fight, one last hurrah. If he loses, he loses. If he wins, that's awesome. Hopefully they, they can choose to walk away rather than like. Do you want to see Misha? I play Pokemon Go. Oh, Misha Tate? No. <clears throat> All I'm saying is, do, do you are are you very interested in the people coming back, or is this? I feel like this is a new year of ushering in the new talent. Like they ushered in last year, but it's like set, it's like settling in and letting them just kind of take over the sport. At this I feel point. like the sport moves so fast that if you if you're out more than two years, you're gonna have a hard time ever coming back and competing at the level that that has progressed. BJ Penn, BJ Penn's generation was good at what they did. But I think the generation now, if you were to do them apples to apples, it's kind of like people now, right, where they, they compare, like, the NBA in the 1960s is compared to the NBA now. And if the NBA players now played the NBA players in the 1960s, they'd crush them. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of believe that's the same thing with, the, the, with MMA. I think you take the fighters now compared to 2010 as compared to, you know, 1997 or 2003, whenever they started. And I think the UFC fighters now crush – the old generations of fighters, even at their peak. I think maybe Chuck Liddell might be able to compete. I think Matt Hughes would be able to compete. BJ Penn, I think, would be able to compete. I mean, I, I guess it would all compete, right? They'd still be within top 10. But I, I think the John Joneses, Daniel Cormier's, Jose Aldo's, uh, just just blow those guys away. This is another thing I was thinking about while in the tub watching fights. Um, I, I honestly don't. I was thinking about, like, how people so quickly dismiss Silva because of everything that happened this year. It wasn't a stellar fight versus Bisbing. Um, oh, it wasn't stellar versus Cormier. But he's still best of all time. There's it, the, even if you, the fight pass is amazing because we can go back and always show our kids like this. This happened. This happened. This happened. But what you don't get is the length in between fights. How quickly they're fighting. The talks at work about who, like what this person does, or like little tech. Like you don't get all of that. And so a lot of maybe the mystique that we've built up about the Anderson Silva's, the John Jones, that'll get lost out. And you're going to have people say, no, no, Conor McGregor's the best. Next next couple of years, it's going to be somebody else that's the best. But I still, I don't know. Like, Well, the thing I like about the UFC is you don't have promoters pushing forward someone that's like 6-0 and to fight like a Mayweather who's like 23-0. and mm-hmm. Like people have to build their way up in this. Whereas boxing, it's like, cool, you're good enough. And we're going to throw you in against the best. And there's it, it's such a shallow... It's shallow in two ways. Because there's not enough boxers anymore. But it's shallow because they want to they want to keep their guy undefeated while eating up the, the younger guys that need more time in order to get there. And so I like the UFC. And I think you're right. I think bypass to go back and, and show the Matt Hughes's and 
GSPs if he never comes back and the, even the John Jones and when we finally have kids that are old enough to watch this kind of stuff the uh, the Ronda Rousey's right why was she why was she big why did anyone ever care about who she was you can show her when she was dominant in her first five fights well even like so the Anderson Silva example like that's why I kind of hate the they couldn't have competed at that level. One, the rules change. We, we That happens mm-hmm. with basketball all the time. They change rules more than anybody. And then UFC just did, so we don't know who would have won. But um, at the same time, you don't get... So when Anderson starches Rich Franklin, we've never seen something like a clinch. We've never seen somebody use that before. <laughs> when he does, when he knocks out Chris Lieben, we've never seen Chris Lieben knock out before. They, they're not going to know names like that yeah. and be like, oh my gosh, like... You just you don't have that same impact. That's why there's so much inboxing with oh no Tyson's the best, Ali's the best. And it's like well no he lost and this and this and this and it's mm-hmm. like yeah but you don't know how good Joe Frazier was. Yeah. You don't know like what was up and coming. So I don't know. I'm excited for the new generation, but I think I'm kind of done with the old generation at the same time. I don't really care if Nick comes back at this point. I don't want Misha to. I kind of want everything just to move forward. Well, I'm not nostalgic, right? I don't care if Hoist Gracie comes back and mm-hmm. fights Frank Shamrock. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care li- or Ken Shamrock, like. If you're over 45, you shouldn't be fighting. I, I, if you're over 45, I'll, I'll stick to my guns on that. I, I don't think you should be fighting. Um, Henderson and Couture and those guys, they're, they're amazing. But as soon as you hit to 45 years old, as soon as you hit 40, you should, have, you, you should really contemplate stepping away. Like I know there's some 38-year-olds that are in the heavyweight division that are still doing all right, which is weird because they have the most knockouts, so they probably have the biggest head problems. Um but at the same time, like, Anderson Silva's still, like, in his late 30s. So these guys are still young. It's just MMA takes its toll on you. And they, I mean, flexibility, speed, dexterity, all of those things that some of those younger guys are going to continue to have, and these guys are. I mean, you remember when everyone was on TRT, right? Those, The Hendersons, the Mirrors, that's the only way those guys could compete because they were so run down by so many years of, of fighting. Frank Mir, if he was in his heyday, could still box and grapple with most people and so it is hard to see those guys get old but that's what happens you know and they and i think you're right the bj pens anderson silva still got a couple fights in him like fedor um tito ortiz those some of those guys just need to walk away like chuck liddell and matt hughes did and with that you got anything else to say no I'm excited for this year. I really, really, really am. 2017 is going to be huge, and I, I think the UFC is going to make a ton of money. Honestly, like looking at it, like I said, I don't know if a lot of people are going to keep their belts, mm-hmm. but there's there's literally no way to know. Like after last year, all that it really kind of showed me is how little I know about the how how little I know about MMA. Um, the other last prediction I'll probably make is I think we're going to start seeing some more successful promotions. I I think WSOF is in some major legal trouble. Bellator might be better, but that's the only competition up and coming for the UFC. I think Ryzen will start getting their bearings and then also one FC, but Ryzen's known for like steroid using like freaks of nature. That doesn't mean that they won't promote. I'm not talking, I'm talking about dollars and cents. And they're, I'm not supposed, about... and they're supposed to be pretty crazy too. Like their leadership supposed to be super corrupt. Mm. Yeah. It's ripe for, Ripe for uh, success. That's <laughs> Just what like the UFC like. was right at the beginning, where they were run by the mob. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to share this with your friends. We appreciate you know you sharing our sexy voices with your friends. And always, if you're not subscribed, please do. Bye. Peace.